Blastic plasmacytoid dendritic cell neoplasm, BPDCN, is a rare yet aggressive and challenging to diagnose blood cancer that nearly always presents with cutaneous involvement. In the first two podcasts of this three-part series, we discussed BPDCN demographics, presentation, and diagnosis using specific protein markers with dermatologist and dermatopathologist Dr. Whitney High. In this final episode, Dr. High discusses prognosis and patient referral. Here's Dr. High. Dr. High, in our first two podcasts in this series, you provided valuable information on BPDCN demographics, disease presentation, and making an accurate diagnosis. What can you tell our listeners about BPDCN prognosis? Sure, that's a good question. So, as I mentioned in earlier podcasts, this is a rare lymphoid malignancy. It very often presents in the skin, but even then, it's not something uh, that's, that's widely appreciated. There's a small number of case series out there, and so we're limited in our data. Uh, but the prognosis appears uh, fairly poor in this disease. Hopefully, it's improving with new treatments and new regimens, new strategies. But the median survival classically has been, you know, on the order of 8 to 14 months. Uh, so you're looking at a disease that progresses fairly quickly. Uh, many of these patients die even with treatment, even with the best treatment that we have right now, uh, there's no guarantee that treatment will be successful. Uh, so, so you're dealing with a disease that could potentially be fatal. Uh, the other thing is that, you know, as dermatologists, the vast majority of our day are spent with non-fatal illnesses. Uh, so this is something that's going to require a team approach. Uh, these patients, once the diagnosis is really suspected by, from the skin biopsy, they very quickly move on to a team type of care approach where oncologists and other people are being involved. And, and there's going to be various labs and studies uh, that are quickly uh, going to be ordered probably by the team and not so much by the dermatologist themselves to kind of stage out the patient and see exactly the extent of disease. In your experience, how do patients receive or respond to their prognosis? Do you have tips for how best to deliver the information? Well, the important thing to remember is, the, again, you know, I'm a dermatologist and a dermatopathologist. I have board certification of both, but I, I do practice each one every single day. Uh, and, and so I do recognize that these cases that I've had of this disorder are things that I can't solve on my own. I very quickly uh, need to get my whole team uh, of oncologists, hematologists, oncologists, and other people, radiation oncologists, uh, different people involved in these types of difficult cases. And, and so one thing that happens very quickly is, once the diagnosis is suspected from the skin biopsy, and very rarely do you just have someone say that's absolutely what it is. More often than not, you say, you know, it's highly suggestive or consistent with or something like that. And then very quickly, you get your oncology team involved. Uh, the oncologist almost always has to do things like a bone marrow biopsy, a chest, abdomen, pelvis, CT scan, uh, look for CNS involvement, because CNS involvement is fairly common in BPDCN. Uh, so you're going to have a team approach where that oncologist is going to be doing a lot of this work. And so one thing I think that you can do with patients where this diagnosis is suspected and say that they're kind of just embarking on the path uh, to their diagnosis and care. The dermatologist will get them going, and as I mentioned, the skin biopsy is vital in doing that. Um, but very quickly, uh, there's going to be a search for the extent of disease, and staging is going to progress, and mostly that's going to be happening uh, in oncology and not so much in dermatology. Uh, so you would want to probably take a measured approach in telling the patient 
uh, of their likely diagnosis, and they may have questions about the prognosis, which again uh, is not particularly good uh, compared to some of the other things we deal with in dermatology, but you're probably going to want to give them the honest answer is that they're just embarking on that road to a final diagnosis and a final staging, and that there's probably going to be additional information forthcoming from things like the bone marrow biopsy, the CT scans, uh, things like that. So I think it's good to take a measured approach in, approach in, in, in presenting the diagnosis to the patient and telling them that there's a lot you don't know. For example, we know that children do better than adults. While I said this disease is mostly a disease of older adults, it can occur in all ages and all races. And so younger people tend to do better than older people. And then there's maybe some evidence, although it's not the strongest evidence, uh, that people with cutaneously limited presentations do better than those with extensive bone marrow involvement and CNS involvement and things like that. So really when they're in the dermatologist's office, it wouldn't be unreasonable to tell them uh, that at this point, all you know is that they have skin involvement and that as additional studies are performed and additional information is gathered, it might impact upon that prognosis. And you might give some hope uh, that if there's cutaneously limited disease, Perhaps the prognosis is a little bit better than more extensive disease, but you're not going to know that in the dermatologist's office that day. In terms of the team approach, um, do you have relationships that facilitate referral? How, do, how does that look? Sure. So I, I think, you know, if I'm very fortunate. I practice in a, in a university environment. I've been here 20 years. And, and so, so I have an immediate access. I can actually just walk down the hallway and, and uh, speak with oncologists I've worked with uh, side by side, side uh, for years. The, the, typical, uh, the typical dermatologist is not probably in that environment, um, but they've probably cultivated uh, relationships with hematologists, oncologists for other lymphoid malignancies. And, and that's really one place you're going to have to stop immediately and contact your hematologist, oncologist and say, I have this very, very unusual disorder and I need your help because, as we mentioned, the people are going to be doing a bone marrow biopsy, they're going to be doing a chest, abdomen, pelvis, CT scan, they're going to be looking for CNS involvement, and that's not typically done by the dermatologist. So uh, you are going to want to cultivate uh, some type of relationship with a hematologist-oncologist for handling uh, this type of patient. Many people already have those relationships, and that's fabulous, uh, but if you don't, that's where you're headed. Dr. High, we've covered a lot of information on the key role dermatologists play in diagnosing BPDCN. Can you provide our listeners with closing thoughts? Well, yeah, you know, I, I think really the important things to remember is, you know, BPDCN is probably underappreciated. It's rare and it's, it's a very fatal uh, malignancy in most circumstances, but uh, treatments are improving all the while. There's new CD123 cytotoxin-directed therapies. There's uh, uh, allergenic bone marrow transplants, HCT, uh, things like that that are being used with increased success. Uh, so it's important to, to realize that as a dermatologist, what you can do, since greater than 80% of people present with a skin rash, is you can be suspicious of the possibility. You can convey good information to the dermatopathologist, do an adequate biopsy, which again would include you know, dermis and maybe some subcutis would not be a typical very, very shallow shave, and you can really set the patient out on a path for success in getting the diagnosis and getting to expert care. 
Nobody expects the dermatologist nowadays to be uh, doing bone marrow tra- uh, biopsies, to be doing uh, CT scans, chest, abdomen, pelvis. Those are things that we'll, we'll search out our hematologist, oncologist colleagues to assist us with. Um, but if the dermatologist can have a greater appreciation for this this underappreciated disease and can do a good biopsy and really, as we mentioned, the skin biopsy is vital in in making this diagnosis and have a dermatopathologist that they trust to do the important immunostains, the CD123, the CD4, the CD56, a confirmatory marker uh, like TCL1 or something like that. If you can get the person set on that course, uh, then you really have uh, done them a favor in that they're facing a very, very uphill battle, no doubt. This is a very serious disease, even probably more serious than melanoma and Merkel cell uh, carcinoma that we deal with in dermatology as well. But you're, you're setting the patient out on a course to have the best outcome that they can possibly have. Thank you for joining us to learn more about the dermatologist's important role in the BPDCN diagnosis and referral process. For more, visit us online at www.thedermdigest.com.